Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and uh, hope you're all doing well and enjoying some fine jazz. Uh, we're going to be listening to uh, the work of a particular saxophone player that I've liked very much. He's kind of a hometown boy for me. I'm from Boston. Most of these podcasts, all of these podcasts are being done in the Boston area. And uh, one of the finest jazz musicians to come out of Boston at any point was the baritone saxophonist Serge Chaloff. And uh, we're going to be listening to some of the recordings that he made either in Boston or with Boston bands. Uh, One short session in 1949, but other than that, everything in 1954 and 55. So Chaloff was born in Boston, actually Newton, I think, in 1923. He was uh, the son of two musicians. Julius Chaloff was a composer, and his uh, mother, um, who was known as Madame Chaloff, was a piano teacher. And she was a very well-respected uh, and renowned piano teacher whose career continued into the 1970s. She had quite a few very well-known students, classical uh, piano students. And Serge started studying music with the two of them, of course, as a, as a small boy, but he quickly gravitated to saxophone and then uh, with that to jazz. Uh, as he was growing up in the 1930s, he was very uh, enthused about the sound of Duke Ellington's band, particularly his baritone saxophone player, Harry Carney, and he was also attracted to the sound of Jack Washington, who played baritone sax with the Count Basie band. And those two men were the first really well-known uh, specialists on that instrument, the lowest member of the saxophone family, as it appeared in saxophone sections in big bands. And Chaloff uh, started, uh, as I said, playing in Newton, uh, I think he was uh, Newton South High School, uh, with several other very famous musicians, one of whom we're going to meet in just a little while, and uh, played clarinet in the band, but uh, quickly went to saxophone and uh, over to baritone as well. And uh, his brother uh, stated that by the time he was about 16 or so, Serge was playing uh, professionally in the Boston area. In fact, even a little bit younger than that. By the time he was 14 or 15, he was playing with musicians two and three times older than he was and was uh, pretty uh, well regarded as a, as a phenomenal young musician, maybe a prodigy as well. By the time he was 16, he was on tour with a number of, I guess you'd have to call them kind of B-grade big bands of the uh, late 1930s, early 1940s. Tommy Reynolds' band, Ina Ray Hutton uh, and her band, um, a couple of others as well. In the early 40s, he found his way to Boyd Rayburn's band, and that was a, a band that by the mid-40s had become a uh, pretty well-known group that was starting to embrace the bebop sounds. Boyd Rayburn was a white uh, band leader, and of course, Serge Shaloff was a uh, a white player as well, but that band also had some African-American players, including Dizzy Gillespie, and uh, it was a very forward-looking band that did make some recordings, and Chaloff uh, has a little has some solos on, on, on some of those recordings, or at least is heard in the ensembles very well, and that's where he probably got his first uh, experience with this new type of jazz, bebop, that came up. During the mid-1940s, he also played with other bands, uh, Georgie Ald's big band, uh, Jimmy Dorsey's big band, uh, Woody Herman, his uh, famous uh, Heard the Four Brothers band, where he was the baritone saxophonist playing with the tenors Herbie Stewart, Al Cohn, and uh, Zoot Sims, and uh, Stan Getz as well after a while, and uh, they all sort of shared around the, uh, the, the seats there and made some great records, including Four Brothers, of course. And uh, Jaloff was really the first uh, bebop 
baritone sax soloist. There were a few others. Leo Parker was around. Cecil Payne came a little bit later. Uh, but uh, Chaloff was the first to really specialize in uh, playing this new music. And he was one of the few big band musicians who was featured fairly regularly on Barry as well. By, uh, as I said, by the mid-40s, he was playing in some of these uh, much better-known bands. He also uh, played in the late 40s with Count Basie. We did a podcast a while back. After Basie broke up his big band in 1949, he went back on the road with a nine-piece band, and uh, Chaloff was in the initial version of that and played some solos on his early recordings. By 1950, late 1949 and 1950, he was back in Boston uh, playing with local groups. He also put some groups together. He had decided at that point that he wanted to be a soloist. He wasn't really interested in playing big bands all that much anymore, and he wanted to develop his own solo potential. So we're going to hear uh, a couple of recordings that he made in those earlier years, uh, 1949 especially, uh, a little bit later, but I think we're going to start out with a very interesting session that uh, he put together uh, in 19... Uh, 54, actually in September of 1954, and this featured uh, quite a few Boston musicians. It was done at the Ace Recording Studio, which was pretty well known in Boston in the 1950s, and it was produced by George Ween, who of course was much better known as the founder of the Newport Jazz Festival. And Ween had been in at Newton South High School with uh, Chaloff. He was a couple of years behind him. I actually knew another saxophone player, Mark Rogers, who was a classmate and a good friend of Ween's, and he remembered uh, Chaloff and also Hal McKinney. Cusick and Ralph Burns, who we're going to hear from uh, in a little while as well. And uh, must have been quite a, quite a high school band back then. So we're going to hear, uh, let's see, four tunes from this session. We're going to start out with a, a tune by the piano player, Dick Twardzik, called The Fable of Mabel. Um, interesting uh, sort of uh, character piece which traces the evolution of a uh, of a floozy, basically, uh, a, a good time girl who goes through uh, various uh, permutations of life and uh, ends up being a, 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 a jazzer, I suppose you'd have to say. Then we're going to go on to, uh, let's see, which one are we going to do? A salute to Tiny, that's what we're going to do. And that was a, a tribute to the drummer Tiny Khan, who had passed away not too long uh, before that session was made. And that song was uh, composed by... Uh, Herb Pomeroy, the great trumpet player who is also on this session. Uh, Herb Pomeroy uh, was renowned in Boston uh, circles. He uh, went on the road as a fairly young man. He was uh, uh, born in 1930, and uh, he had studied at the Schillinger House, which came to be known as Berkeley, the Berkeley School of Music, and uh, was a teacher there for many years. He led big bands in the area, in the Boston area, and as well, he did a, a, a jazz workshop, which was a, a regular gig uh, that was uh, done on Stewart Street in Boston. Right now, it's an off-ramp from the Mass Pike. It doesn't exist anymore, that club, but a lot of uh, the next generation of Boston musicians came up playing with Herb Pomeroy and all spoke very highly of his abilities as an educator and also a very fine performer as well, as we're going to hear on this recording. Then we're going to go to a kind of an unusual tune called Sherry, and this is a uh, uh, almost a chorale uh, that was uh, done by the Three Horns. We have uh, Herb Pomeroy, of course, on trumpet, Sir Chaloff on baritone sax, and Charlie Mariano on uh, alto sax. And this was a tune that was composed by Mariano. He was a, another Boston musician. He was uh, born in Boston in 1923 and uh, 
played with several big bands uh, in through the 1930s and 40s. He ended up back teaching at the Schillinger House, a.k.a. Berkeley School of Music, as well. And he uh, had quite a number of students uh, during that period. And during the late 1950s and into the mid to late 1960s, he co-led a band with his wife at the time, Toshiko Akiyoshi, who had been a student at Berkeley, and I believe one of his students. Uh, but they married and uh, founded a band until their marriage broke up in the late 1960s. So we'll be hearing his very Charlie Parker-influenced uh, style of playing. Then we're going to finish up that short set with a tune called Slam. And uh, this is another Charlie Mariano tune. And in addition to the three horns I just mentioned, we have uh, Dick Twardzik on piano, Ray Oliveri on bass, and Jimmy Zitano on drums. On the first two tunes we talked about, uh, Fable of Mabel and Salute to Tiny, we have that group, plus Vardy Haratunian on tenor sax, Nick uh, Capizzuto on trumpet, second trumpet, and Gene D'Astasio on trombone. So we have a, an arrangement for a somewhat large bebop band here for those two tunes. So those are the four tunes that we're going to begin our little survey of the Boston jazz scene featuring baritone saxist Serge Chaloff. The Fable of Mabel, Salute to Tiny, Sherry, and Slam. Thank you. 
Boston-based band led by Serge Chaloff on baritone sax. Heard some really stunning playing by several players who were not terribly well-known outside of New England. They had uh, toured around a bit, but uh, did most of their work back in Boston, at least up to that point. First of all, we had Herb Pomeroy on trumpet, some very poised trumpet work all through here. Uh, Charlie Mariano playing a very fluid alto saxophone, obviously inspired by Charlie Parker. Uh, we're going to hear an earlier recording of his coming up in just a minute, so you'll be able to see how much he had progressed in about five or six years. Um, we also had Dick Twardzik, Dickie Twardzik on piano. He was an unusual uh, fellow, a bit of an eccentric. Uh, I've spoken to some musicians who knew him that said he had some very definite quirks, uh, personal and musical, And uh, but he was very well respected by the bebop community. He ended up going to France and, and playing over there for quite a while. He was born in Danvers, Massachusetts in 1931, making him about the youngest musician here. He and Herb Pomeroy were about a year apart, and uh, he had... Uh, uh, stayed around Boston. He had gone to New York and played with some different groups and so forth. He actually died of a heroin overdose on tour with Chet Baker in France in 1955. So that kept him certainly from being better known. The star of this whole proceedings is, of course, Serge Chaloff, and we get to hear some of the range of sounds that he could get out of the baritone saxophone. I, I think particularly on that last tune, which was called Slam, everything from just a whisper to a roar. He had an incredibly wide dynamic range and an um, extraordinary control over dynamics and uh, tonal features of the saxophone, the baritone saxophone particularly, uh, and very fine melodic sense and uh, all the things that go into making a great jazz player. He was known as, as I said, a section player, a baritone sax and a big band section up until oh, the mid-40s or so. Then some of the bands started giving him some solo opportunities. He's featured on a Jimmy Dorsey recording of Perdido. Uh, Woody Herman gave him several different features uh, and, of course, in other combo dates and things like that. But these sessions that he led in Boston really uh, announced to the world the uh, introduction of a new uh, great soloist, and he's considered one of the foremost baritone saxophone players in jazz. So we started out with The Fable of Mabel, Dick Twardzik's number, and I'll read to you from the notes here uh, on the Mosaic set, which uh, has most of Chalov's small group sessions, the best of them, certainly. This is uh, a piece, as I said, uh, composed by Dick Twardzik, and Mabel is depicted, quote, as a woman who loves men, music, and her silver saxophone that played counterpoint. The work is divided into three movements. First is called New Orleans, then classical, and then uh, not too sad an ending. And uh, in just three and a half or four minutes, however long that was, it traces through Mabel's journey uh, from working on the boats in New Orleans all the way to Paris, where she's considered a jazz star and is advocating for jazz and presumably women in jazz as well. Kind of an interesting perspective on uh, the development of jazz through the eyes of a female performer, even though there were no female performers in this band. Then we went on to salute to Tiny, Tiny Khan, the drummer who had died of various drug problems not too long before this. He was a, a regular uh, member of uh, the circle of musicians as well, and we heard all the soloists there. Then we heard that little tone poem by Charlie Mariano called Sherry, just with the horns, the 
uh, trumpet, alto, and baritone sax. Some very interesting voicings in there. Only went on for about two minutes before we got to slam, which was, as I said, another Charlie Mariano tune. And I, I believe that Mariano did the arranging for each of uh, those tunes. And, of course, Dick Twardzik did um, uh, Fable of Mabel. I think Herb Pomeroy actually is responsible for the arrangement for Salute to Tiny. He was uh, the composer of that, so stand to reason that he was the arranger as well. So we're going to uh, hear some uh, slightly earlier Chaloff. This is from 1949 for the Motif label, which was in Boston. Boston had a number of small jazz labels that came and went pretty quickly and uh, issued recordings locally, some of which were Hard to find then and practically impossible now, but fortunately they have been reissued on LP and CD and so forth. We're going to hear a uh, two tunes, actually the only two tunes, recorded by the Serge Chaloff and Ralph Burns um, group, I guess you'd have to say. In fact, it's a septet. So we have Chaloff on baritone sax, Charlie Mariano again on alto, Gate Preddy, G-A-I-T-P-R-E-D-D-Y on trumpet, Mert Goodspeed on trombone, so a full front line there, Ralph Burns on piano, Frank Vaccaro on bass, and Pete DeRosa on drums. Now, Ralph Burns was another, as I said, one of those Newton musicians who had uh, gone to school with Chaloff and George Ween and so forth, and he was a very fine piano player, recorded uh, some big bands earlier in the 1940s. I think he had his own big band for a while. Um, he went to New York. He uh, played in Manhattan. He did uh, the cocktail uh, piano circuit, but he also played with a number of bands, including Woody Herman's, and he became known as an arranger and a very, very fine arranger who could do uh, more than just big band jazz. He uh, did uh, orchestration work for Broadway shows. Uh, he did uh, work for Ray Charles. I believe he did some work on Woody Allen's film Bananas. Uh, he was really well regarded as a musician and an arranger at the time, but a very fine pianist and jazz composer as well. So the two tunes that we are going to hear are called Pat and King Edward the Flatted Fifth. Uh, Pat is a, uh, actually both of these tunes were given credit uh, as co-compositions by the two leaders, Chaloff and Burns. Pat is uh, more of a blues and King Edward the Flatted Fifth has a little bit more of an involved structure, an AABA structure. Then we're going to go to another session, really more of a blowing session uh, from March of 1954, the Serge Chaloff Boots Masuli Quintet. Now, Boots Masuli was a, a local legend in Boston area, in the Boston area. He was born in Milford, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, uh, in, let's see, 1915, I believe it was. And uh, he played with a lot of local uh, New England bands, including Mal Hallett, which was a pretty popular group in the 1930s and 40s. And then he went to New York, played with Teddy Powell, and uh, began his association with Stan Kenton in 19. 44. That was probably his biggest name association. He played with him for three years, 44 to 47, and then returned a couple of times in the 1950s. But he spent most of the 1950s at home in Boston. He played with uh, groups led by Chaloff and others as well, but he devoted a lot of his time to music education. He led a youth band in Milford uh, for a good long period in the 50s into the 60s. In fact, they appeared at the Newport Jazz Festival, I think in 1967, and uh, not too long after that, uh, Masoli passed away uh, of cancer. Answer, but he had a, a, a very long uh, association with jazz education and performance in New England, particularly in the Boston uh, area, and uh, had quite a few students go on to other things as well. So we're going to hear two, actually I think we're going to hear three tunes from this session. These were little sort of skeletal arrangements by Serge Chaloff, just for the two horns, baritone and alto sax, with a lot of improvisation going in there as well. And we're going to hear... Uh, 
the old, uh, two old standards and one sort of new standard. First of all, you brought a new kind of love to me, followed by a, kind of a ballad performance, mid-range ballad performance by Chaliff of Easy Street. And then we're going to end up with Love is Just Around the Corner. And in this band with Chaliff and Masuli are Russ Freeman on piano, Jimmy Woody on bass, and Buzzy Druton on drums. Buzzy Druton was known as more of a traditional jazz drummer, but he was very active on the club scene in Boston in the 1950s and played and recorded with virtually everyone who came through town at that point before he himself left to go to New York. So those are our five tunes for this set. The uh, Chaliff and Burns group doing... Uh, Pat and King Edward the Flatted Fifth, and then the Chaloff Boots Masuli group doing You Brought a New Kind of Love to Me, Easy Street, and Love is Just Around the Corner. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
There's some nice contrast uh, in playing and arrangement there. We started out with the Serge Chaloff, Ralph Burns group and uh, Septet, actually, and I uh, inadvertently inverted the titles, I have to apologize, in which I was talking about them. The first one was indeed called Pat, and that was the more uh, involved tune. That was a 32-bar tune that featured Chaloff pretty much uh, all the way through it. He was uh, really the, the, the central part of that, obviously. Then we went on to King Edward the Flatted Fifth, which was a blues-based composition, and that gave everybody some innings. We had uh, Charlie Mariano there, he was on Pat as well, and Chaloff. Gate Preddy took some very nice uh, uh, moments on, on trumpet, a couple of choruses there, calling to mind Miles Davis, and then Mort Goodspeed played uh, trombone for a couple of choruses as well. And in there, of course, we had some Ralph Burns. So, that was the uh, group that was recording in Boston in April of 1949, and then we jumped ahead to 1954, March of 1954, and they searched Chaloff Boots Masuli uh, Quintet. And we heard uh, the two of them, Chaloff on Barry, especially featured all the way through, uh, particularly on the second tune from that uh, part, Easy Street, which was a ballad feature, a uh, ballad by Jones and Carlton, not a terribly well-known one, but really brought out Chaloff's range of emotion on the baritone sax. And as I was talking about earlier, the dynamics and some of the... Um, really uh, romantic notions of that saxophone, which is not, uh, not not something that many baritone saxophone players were able to do. We also heard some excellent Boots Masuli. Uh, as I said, he was really pretty much known for his association with the Stan Kenton Band and uh, locally in Boston, but he was a very, very fine player, as we heard from those three tracks. We started out with You Brought a New Kind of Love to Me, uh, which was a Sammy Fain ballad from about 1929 or so. This was not taken as a ballad. We heard the Serge Chaloff arrangement for the two horns and some rhythmic hits as well. Heard a little Jimmy Woody uh, bass solo in a couple of those numbers. He, of course, was better known for playing with Duke Ellington a little bit later. And Buzzy Druton even got some uh, drum breaks on the last one, which was Love is Just Around the Corner. And uh, on piano on all three of those, we had Russ Freeman. So that was some interesting, uh, more of a blowing session, I guess. The last uh, set that we're going to do uh, features uh, Chaloff playing with a group that was uh, subtitled, I guess, the Boston Blow Up. This was from an album that came out in 1955, uh, produced by Stan Kenton. Stan Kenton produced a series of albums around this time called Kenton Presents, and he uh, used some of his current and former uh, musicians as centerpieces of those jazz albums. And Boots Masoli had done one, and uh, he apparently had talked uh, Capitol Records and Stan Kenton into doing another one featuring Serge Chaloff. And this is really Chaloff's band. This was a working band at the time. Uh, you can tell the, the tight ensembles, the very good arrangements, the solos. It really was obviously a group that was comfortable with each other. And in this group are mostly people we've heard from before. We heard we have Herb Pomeroy back again on trumpet. He did a couple of the arrangements. Boots Masuli on alto. He arranged his own tunes, which we'll mention. Chaloff on baritone sax. Ray Santizi, who was another kind of Boston legend. He uh, was uh, a piano player in the Boston area, teaching at Berkeley and uh, playing club dates for many, many, many years. He lived from 1933 to 2014 and uh, was recorded very frequently in the Boston area. He did, he did leave and, and toured occasionally, but he was known uh, primarily for his association in Boston and New England. Then we also had Everett Evans on bass and Jimmy Zitano on drums. 
And the tunes that we're going to hear uh, from this session, this was a full album, we're going to do four tunes from there. We're going to hear the standard, somewhat standard tune, Yesterday's Gardenias, which features uh, playing all around. It's not really a ballad performance, kind of a mid-range dance tempo. Then we're going to go to uh, a tune called Herbs, or Herbs, I suppose, a take on Herb Pomeroy's name, I believe, by Herb Pomeroy, and also arranged by him. And this has some nice modernistic touches as well. Then we're going to have the ballad feature for Serge Chalop, one of his greatest recordings, I suppose. It's Body and Soul, of course, known for its recording by uh, Coleman Hawkins from 1939, but this recording stands up very well and shows off all of the great elements of Chalop's baritone sax playing. And not much of an arrangement here. The, the horns, other horns don't come into the very end, but a really very well-developed and integrated performance. Then we're going to end up with a Boots Masuli tune called Unison, which was arranged by him and uh, is really kind of an out-and-out bebop type of tune. So those are our four tunes, Yesterday's Gardenias, Herbs, Body and Soul, and Unison. <laughs>
So there we have Serge Chaloff from the Boston Blowup, a Boston-based baritone sax player with his band from this area, all of whom were exceptional players. Very few had national names other than he himself, of course. And we heard uh, yesterday's Gardenias, Herbs, Body and Soul, and Unison. Charlie Mariano on alto sax, Herb Pomeroy on trumpet, um, Ray Santizzi on piano, Everett Evans on bass, and Jimmy Zitano on drums. Hope you've enjoyed this program of uh, Boston-based bebop, I guess. Uh, a little bit more than bebop, almost cool jazz in some places. Definitely swing influence, a lot of different things happening in this band. And uh, happy to bring it to you. Serge Chaloff doesn't get mentioned too much these days, but he was an exciting player and... Uh, a very uh, experienced one as well, and a very accomplished saxophone player as well as a jazz player. He uh, passed away in 1957. He uh, did not live terribly much longer after these last sessions. He uh, had significant drug problems. In fact, in October of 1956, I believe, or October of 1954, rather, he was uh, committed uh, for... Uh, drug treatment and so forth, and he came out uh, clean, but uh, that didn't last too long, unfortunately. He did make some very good recordings after that, including a session on the West Coast, just a quartet session, uh, which was uh, very well thought of, uh, done for Capitol Records out in Los Angeles in 1956, but unfortunately, uh, in addition to his drug problems, he was also afflicted by spinal cancer, and uh, that took him down very quickly in the last year or so of his life. He had to play from a wheelchair, uh, he wasn't able to tour, and he suffered pretty significantly during that period. But, fortunately, he did leave quite a legacy of fine music behind him. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you've enjoyed the program. Once again, if you'd like to sponsor us, we have a sponsorship button somewhere on your screen, depending on what platform you are using to get your podcasts these days. So hope you are encouraged to come back and listen to some more podcasts. We've lots more, lots more coming up. And, uh, hopefully we'll be here for a long time and explore a lot of the cobwebby corners of the jazz history. Thank you very much, and I'll see you on the